August 1st, 1981, a revolutionary event took place, the launch of MTV. This would forever change the way we consume and even create music. Suddenly, what you looked like mattered as much as what you sounded like. How you moved mattered as much as how you played. It was the birth of a new type of celebrity, VJ's reality TV, and the modern pop star. If you, like me, are old enough to remember, the launch of MTV, you might know that the first song ever played was Video Killed the Radio Star. You remember the song? Video killed the radio star, video killed the radio star, in my mind and in my car, we can't rewind, we've gone too far. It's going to be in your head all day, I apologize. It's a great song, but let's think about the MTV revolution, because that song was rather prophetic, if you think about it. What caused the radio star to die? And who were the winners and losers in the MTV revolution? Cable network was a relatively new thing. They needed content, 24 hours a day of content. So if you would create in a new medium, you got airtime. One of the most unlikely new celebrities of the era, Weird Al Yankovic. Great song parodies. He bothered to create in a new medium when others hadn't yet. Agility mattered. Right place, right time, opportunity knocking. If at the time anyone said, kids these days don't appreciate the radio, nobody remembers that now because once it was successful, it had to move forward. And when an industry gets disrupted, any industry, it is because the ecosystem of the marketplace changes and industries respond or don't respond accordingly. Right now, there's a great documentary on Netflix called The Last Blockbuster. And if you haven't seen it, it tells the story of the last existing blockbuster video store. And it's interesting because once upon a time, blockbuster had the opportunity to buy Netflix out and they passed. They were clinging to their status as radio star. So what does any of this have to do with Catholic school? Good question. I'll explain. But I want you to think about this as we spend this time together. Is Catholic education, and by some degree the Catholic Church, a radio star? So let's talk about our marketplace for a second. First of all, I know that the Catholic Church is not a product, and Catholic schools are not a product. We are a mission of the Church. We are an evangelizing mission. We are called not to make money, but to form disciples. I can hear it already. Someone saying, shame on you, Andrea. How dare you talk about Catholic schools like a business? That's the problem with Catholic schools today. They're too businesslike. If we're not authentically Catholic, we're watering down our faith and we're weakening our faith. Have you heard this argument before? I have. But we can't be in the business of forming disciples if we're not in business. Our business acumen is actually a contributing factor to our marketplace. Our principals cut rise to the ranks from instructional leadership. They might have been a wonderful teacher, but now they're not only an instructional leader, they're running a multi-million dollar business with no formal business training. And if they're being supervised by a pastor, he may be a great theologian, but not an expert in business or education. 
our economic model guarantees that we lose money. The cost of educating a student in Catholic school is higher than what we charge for tuition. That means, best case scenario, all the seats full, we're operating at a loss. We're relying on parish subsidies, fundraisers, and philanthropy to make up the difference. And our parishes don't have the money anymore either. Attendance at parishes are down. And depending on the community you're in, your parish might look at your school as a drain on your already limited resources. Despite operating at a loss, Catholic schools are still unaffordable. I am a highly educated, professional person, and I struggle to pay for Catholic school for my children. I have devoted my life to the mission of Catholic schools, and I struggle to afford a Catholic education for my children. We struggle to retain talent. Catholic school teachers make less, sometimes significantly less, than public school teachers. I have heard people complain that the younger generation of educators these days are just not as mission-driven, that they care more about a paycheck than their ministry. I know, the nerve. Sometimes these people opt to follow money, not because they don't love their ministry, but because they also love eating and paying rent. And that's not a choice that we should expect people to have to make. Catholic schools struggle with inclusion. We're a faith that's called to love and welcome everyone. But our schools sometimes are not equipped or not willing to accept students with special needs. Don't get me wrong. There are some schools and organizations doing tremendous work in this area. But that's not a universal truth. And we can do better. As Catholic schools, we need to show up in the space of diversity, equity, and inclusion. We need to ask ourselves, but not just ourselves. We need to ask those who left. We need to ask our alumni. We need to ask the people who never came in the first place. Are we doing a good job? We need to look and see if our student population reflects our local community, and if our faculty reflects our student population. And if not, we need to decide what we're going to do about it. Because enrollment is down. It's been going down steadily since the 1960s. And then on top of all of those challenges, add a global pandemic. We can't be in the business of forming disciples if we're not in business. And this is our time as Catholic education to disrupt education. Fear not. I'm not calling for a change in doctrine and tradition, but we would be remiss if we didn't consider changing our delivery systems because we all know what we're doing is not working. If we believe that Catholicism is the one true faith, that Jesus died for our sins, that we have been redeemed, that good has defeated evil, and God has created us with love and our happiness is with him, then we don't have a content problem. We have a content marketing problem. This does not mean excellent work has not been done, but we have to build on a legacy of excellence rather than cling to a legacy. 
Are we not a church of transformation? Are we not a people of resurrection? Is our God not the one who breaks things down and builds them up? Is our church not the one who led science, education, philosophy, and technology over the centuries? Are history books not filled with examples of the Catholic Church leading an innovation across many disciplines, studying everything from the heavens to the earth? Innovation is Catholic tradition. Reinvention is not an abandonment of our beliefs. It's a necessary evolution of delivery systems. We can be a faith that attracts. We need to attract people to the faith. And we've done this through the centuries. What are we afraid of? We got this. This is what we do as church. It is our time to disrupt the education marketplace. Disruption is a process. Netflix didn't take over Blockbuster in a day. Disruption occurs when a company sees an unmet need as opportunity. People who are not being served, often in less profitable sectors, the overlooked and the ignored. Does this sound familiar? This is what Christ did throughout the scriptures. Wasn't Jesus Christ the ultimate disruptor? The underserved may seem like a small niche market, but the next stage of disruption is a linear evolution. Those early adopters who are the first ones to sign on to a new idea or new way of thinking. Think about the apostles following Jesus, early adopters. People start paying attention to success. Success is attractive. It draws people in. This appealing conversion then makes what was once a niche product a mainstream option. People are noticing. They want in. This is the buzz we want to create in Catholic schools. Did you hear about what's going on at St. So-and-So's school? The final step of the disruption process is a reimagination of fundamental questions with new methodology. Something companies that are known for innovation do is they commit to continual innovation. They never stop innovating. It becomes a part of their culture, a part of who they are. People are excited and attracted to disruptive innovation. What attracts people to disruptive companies? They're exciting. They have new ideas. They make us think in new ways. They make us ask, what if and why not? They attract talent. Kids grow up and they say, someday I want to work for Tesla or Google. Wouldn't it be great if they said that about vocations in the church? Disruptive innovators have a high social cue. They're well-liked. They're seen doing good things in the world. And they're culturally relevant to the time. They attract investment, venture capitalists who are willing to roll the dice with their time, talent, and treasure to invest in them. They attract buzz. Everybody loves the story of a scrappy underdog defeating the behemoth, right? Well, Catholic schools have been the scrappy underdog long enough. And there is an unprecedented opportunity for us with this pandemic. I know many schools closed. I know schools struggled. But some schools' enrollment went up. 
Parents switched from public school to Catholic school because they didn't have another option. And I'll tell you, a lot of Catholic schools started remote learning in days when it took public schools months to do it. We pivoted. We did it. Maybe imperfectly, but we did it. We changed. We disrupted in that, in that moment. The question is, can we do it again and under different circumstances and by choice? Because we have an obligation to stay in business. The blessing and the struggle of the pandemic is that we have permission to think in whole new ways, permission to rebuild, permission to challenge what was always done. The biased nostalgia of the golden age of Catholic schools of the 50s has to go. It's no longer a possible model. It doesn't serve modern families. If it did, enrollment wouldn't be down. There are lots of gloom and doom data reports out there about enrollment being the lowest it's been in 50 years in Catholic schools because of the pandemic. But the truth is, enrollment would be the lowest it's been in 50 years even without a pandemic. We can't rewind. We've gone too far. We need to disrupt the market instead of the market disrupting us. The pandemic was not an opportunity to be glad we broke even for a year because we got a few students. It is an opportunity to challenge what has always been done, challenge the status quo, and to rethink our methods and our delivery systems. We need to look at our market in a whole new way. And our market is not Catholic kids who live in a certain zip code whose parents make a certain amount of money. Our market is the whole damn world. There are needs that are not being met by public schools, and we can meet them. Think about the kids who did better in distance learning. What are we going to do to help them be successful when schools are open? For that matter, why do kids have to go to school five days a week? Is it necessary? Or are there other models we can consider that could help us increase our enrollment? Why are we still thinking of enrollment in terms of buildings and number of desks when there are so many virtual options available now? What about the homeschool market? People who would love to give their kids a Catholic education, but there's some element of it that just doesn't work for their child or their family. Can we draw them in? Who are we leaving the door shut to because we're afraid to serve them because of the needs that they have? How are we creating buzz? How are we reaching out as evangelizing missions in our communities? How are we reaching out to people of the faith, of different faiths, of no faith, to be a part of us? Where are we showing up in social justice? Not as a political issue, but as a fundamental part of who we are. How are we leveraging our massive alumni networks of everyone who's ever attended a Catholic school so they identify and are proud of being a Catholic school kid? We have the ability to attract if we choose to. We need to attract talent and keep that talent and be good stewards of that talent, personally, spiritually, and professionally. We need to attract students, students of all socioeconomic backgrounds, ethnicities, family structures, and academic needs. We need to attract parents who want to be a part of a school community and are not looking at school as a check they have to write, but a welcome place 
where they have a place to, to belong. We have to attract investors, stakeholders, people who are willing to not only donate money, but work side by side with us as partners to grow. We have to attract positive media, leverage all of our networks in the community and the parish to share the stories of success when we have them because there are many of them out there. We have to attract critical friends, people who are not afraid to challenge us because they love the faith and they want us to be successful. We have to attract people to our faith because our schools are a community of love that make people see Catholic education and the Catholic Church in a whole new light. We need to attract the commitment and sacrifice it takes for parents to educate their students in the Catholic school. They will make that sacrifice if they know their student is going to come out academically, spiritually, and emotionally well-rounded as a result of being a Catholic school kid. We have to attract the imperfect. We have to attract the left and the right and the center as a place where we are not going to judge you. We're just going to love your child and we're going to educate them. And it's going to make the world a better place. We have to attract new ideas, people who aren't afraid to challenge the status quo. We have to be open to new paradigms of thinking. We have to cling to our traditions and beliefs, but we also have to consider new delivery systems. We have to decide, are we going to cling to the status of Radio Star, or are we ready to rethink everything? Because we can't rewind. We've gone too far. Thank you.